Check, check, mic check. Check, check, mic check. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Envy. I'm your podcast boss, Andrea Klender, and today we are talking about download numbers, new and noteworthy, and ratings and reviews. But before we jump in, great news. I am going to be speaking at Podcast Movement July 23 through 26, 2018 in Philadelphia. Huzzah! This is my first opportunity to speak at a podcasting conference, and it happens to be the biggest podcasting conference of the year. I'm very excited. If you are listening to this podcast, the day it releases, which is Wednesday, March 28th, you have one final opportunity until midnight. And I believe that is midnight Eastern Standard Time, not 100% sure. So by tonight, basically to save $275 on your pass to podcast movement, whether you are a new podcaster or a soon to be podcaster or a been podcasting my pants off for a very long time podcaster, I highly recommend podcast movement if you have never gone. I have learned so many things. I have met so many people. And every year that I go, I have a whole new shift in my perspective on podcasting. My talk specifically is called Power Your Story, High School, Autism, Diverse Learning, and Podcast Mentorship. And it is part of a brand new track that they are offering that's all about the social cultural impact of podcasting. So exciting. Here is my official description. Get an insider view to Podcast Tech Power Your Story, a podcast mentoring program created for students with diverse learning challenges at a Chicago public high school in partnership with a major after-school education programming partner. The podcast explores themes of society, culture, education, and life in general through interviews, personal stories, and educational pieces produced by the students themselves. This session is designed to inspire you with fresh ideas for how you too could become a professional podcast mentor to students, diverse learners, or any particular group of people who want to learn to use the power of podcasting to amplify their voices. You'll also get specific tools and tips for how to implement a high-quality program that makes a significant impact on you, your students, and your community. So yay, this is incredible. And of course, I will link in the show notes to the Power Your Story podcast, which is currently in its production season number three. So there are two seasons available for you to listen to now. And season three will be coming out, I believe, late April, early May. We'll see. <laughs> so of course, I would love to see you at Podcast Movement in Philly in July. And in the meantime, let's talk about measurements for success. Now, I don't know if you are in any podcast-specific groups on Facebook, but I am. And I have the ones I engage in a lot and the ones I engage in a little and the ones that drive me crazy. But here is a post that someone put recently in one of the groups. And I'm going to use this as an example, but believe me, this is not a rare type of post. Okay. Here it goes. I hit 5 million downloads. I hit the 1 millionth download. 2,000 downloads this month, baby. Blah, blah. Who cares? Doing a podcast for over 12 years, I lost count because download numbers don't matter. They rise up. They go down, up, up, down, down. 
meaningless. You're a novice to gauge the quality of your podcast over ever-changing insignificant numbers. What does matter is the impact your podcast has on a listener. Does your podcast have a purpose? Does your podcast accomplish something? Someone clicks on the audio file. It doesn't mean they listened to the entire podcast. It doesn't mean they were interested. It doesn't show you made a change. Your podcast is a fart in the wind and a waste of everyone's time if all you're doing is concentrating on the numbers. My podcast helped one person out of committing suicide. A father met his child for the first time after eight years because of my podcast. Three couples are free from debt after listening to my podcast would be a better way to gauge the success of what you are doing. Numbers don't mean a thing. Hmm. Hmm. How do you feel when you hear that post? Do you feel like, yeah, impact, positive change. Yeah, numbers don't mean anything. Screw you, people bragging about your numbers in Facebook groups. Or do you get angry the other way? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, numbers are important, and I feel really proud of what I've accomplished, and the numbers are really the only thing we have to go on, and so why are you complaining, Mr. Fart in the Wind? <sighs> what follows this post are a bunch of vitriolic and varied responses all the way from hurt feelings to name calling to people explaining how sponsorships are based on CPMs and so therefore the more M's, which are thousands of downloads, the higher your paycheck. And then there are people who say, oh, you probably just have sour grapes because your numbers aren't quite so good. Hmm, interesting. Or I see posts that are just generally frustrated by how low their numbers feel. Okay, for example, I see posts where people are like, I have 10 episodes and I'm only getting about 50 downloads per episode. What am I doing wrong? How can I fix this? And why do you think that feeling like 50 to 60 downloads per episode is low? Why do you feel that way? After 10 episodes as a brand new podcaster, the reason you feel that way is because of all the people posting screenshots of their stats and being like, I just launched and I already have 1,500 downloads in 24 hours. Woo! I hit new and noteworthy and my show's only been out for a week and I'm at my millionth download and I've only been doing this for six months. This is amazing. You see these things and you feel like they're the norm. Because you don't really see people celebrating, I hit 100 downloads. But let's stop and get some perspective here for a moment. Let's say 50 downloads for an episode. 50 downloads. Okay. So if you were speaking and you were a relatively new speaker and you had virtually no email list to speak of and you had done a little bit of PR and promotion, but like you're not a PR marketing machine, if 50 people showed up to hear you speak in one room at one time, wouldn't that feel kind of awesome? Now, if you are someone who has been speaking for a long time and you have made this your business and you have built a huge list and have a huge following and you are used to speaking to audiences of 5,000 or more and you showed up to speak and there were 50, well, that might feel a little weird unless you intentionally created something where there would be 50 people there and it was like super high price and really intimate and people had to apply to get in. But it's about perspective. That's my point. This takes me back to my storefront theater days back when I was acting and doing non-equity, which means non-union theater in Chicago. And we would spend months and weeks and hours and days 
preparing these shows that we felt pretty proud of and that we poured our heart, soul, and guts into. And then opening night would come and we would have a fairly decent audience. And I mean, like, you know, some of those non-equity storefront theaters, maybe they house like 50 people, maybe they house like 100 people, but you know, it'd be pretty full. And then after opening night, crickets. If you had 20 people, that would be a relief. Because I'm telling you, having 10 actors on stage and putting forth all this effort and costumes and the makeup and the lights and the rehearsal time and showing up early for your call times and all that stuff for an audience of five or six people feels horrible. It feels horrible. And I know you're supposed to focus on the five or six people who showed up, but it's probably all family members of one of the cast members anyways, and it just feels bad. That is the reality. So you would be ecstatic to have 50 people in that audience. So why feel bad about 50 downloads for a new episode? And okay, what if you have been producing your show for five years and you're still only getting 50 downloads per episode? Well, what does that mean to you? Are you trying to do sponsorships? Are you trying to get paid from your podcast? Are you doing the CPM model? And CPM model for sponsorships, by the way, means that you are getting paid a certain dollar amount, which in podcasting standard land could be anywhere from like 15 to 35, I think I've seen as a fairly decent range. 15 to $35 per 1,000 downloads per episode per month. So like if you release an episode on April 1st, by May 1st, how many thousands of people have downloaded your episode? If the answer is a thousand, it means that you made somewhere between 15 and $35, depending on the CPM you're charging for that episode. If you add up all the time and effort and hours and energy, and if you are hiring an editor, the cost you paid your editor and all that stuff, did your episode cost more than $15 to $35 to create, including your time and expertise? Uh, probably. So the CPM model, unless you have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people downloading your podcast every single month, it's probably not going to be that lucrative, to be honest. Now, of course, there are other ways to set up sponsorships. There are other ways to do funding, like what I'm doing in my show, which are the podcast angels. Oh, wait, is that the podcast angel music that I hear right now? It must be time to introduce you to a brand new podcast angel, and her name is Sammy Gardner. And Sammy is here to help us with LinkedIn, the final frontier. I don't know about you, but my LinkedIn has tumbleweeds blowing through. And yet, I hear that LinkedIn is making a resurgence for finding qualified business connections. So no, not what so-and-so's super adorable, cute little baby just recently did, or seeing what people ate for dinner, but like real life grown up business professional connections. And I may be a podcast boss, but when it comes to social media, I need help. Sammy Gardner's LinkedIn Mastery for Solopreneurs course to the rescue. I know, I know, I know, online course, blah. But I promise you, this is an easy self-paced course that is totally not stuffy the way you might expect a LinkedIn course to be. The LinkedIn Mastery for Solopreneurs will whip your profile into shape so you can begin your LinkedIn domination. Okay, so full confession, 
I have watched the lessons and I haven't done anything yet. So yes, my LinkedIn is still terrible. Do not base the results of this course on my LinkedIn profile. Repeat, do not base the expected results on my LinkedIn profile. I have it on my list as a summer priority. I just have to be realistic. And I have heard it said that the best bosses surround themselves with people who are better than they are at certain things. If you are the smartest person in the room, you need to get in a different room. So I say, check the show notes in your app for this episode or visit podcastenvy.com and get the link to get in the LinkedIn room with Sammy Gardner. LinkedIn mastery for solopreneurs. Get the link, take the course, dominate LinkedIn. Okay, so a couple things that you need to know. This is a response that Elsie Escobar, one of my podcasting mentors, pointed out about download numbers. And these are the numbers that you see in your stats when you sign into your hosting account. Downloads typically refer to the number of times that the file in your RSS feed for that episode has been requested. It does not mean that somebody had to download the episode to their phone or to their computer. They could have streamed it, but the way that RSS feeds work and the way that podcast works mean that that counts as a download as soon as it is a file request. So here is what Elsie had to say, just from a purely factual and clarifying standpoint. Quote, a download is what I call the disconnected data point. A download does not equal a person. A download does not equal a listener. A download does not equal a human that listened to your whole show. A download does not equal a subscriber to your show. A download equals engagement with your content. Someone tapped to download your file, pressed play, on your player, on your website, played the episode from within a podcast app, um, most podcast apps, but not all, clicked a link to your direct MP3 file. That does not guarantee that they listened. It simply means that they engaged. A download equals your media file was called to be delivered. For those that have subscribed to your show, they automatically get your latest episode delivered to their device. This counts as a download. Some apps can be sent to automatically download episodes as they are released, so these are automatic as well with zero action coming from the recipient. Some web apps automatically preload the audio file, which force a download. That's like when you click on a web page and there's a video or an audio file and it just starts playing automatically. And then you're like, ah, ah, stop playing. Where is that coming from? Ah, shh, shh, shh. Because you're usually in a place where like you totally can't be listening to stuff out loud. You know what I'm talking about, right? That was my little aside, not Elsie's. It does not guarantee that someone listened. A download equals one second of listening. One second, they clicked play, they listened for one second and then said, ah, I don't want to listen to this. Or it includes the entire media file. It does not differentiate between one second or the whole episode. Are you still listening right now? Oh, good. A download will be counted regardless of the quality of interaction with the media file. It can be someone clicking on your link by mistake, someone listening to a few minutes and then deciding they don't want to listen anymore, someone who started to listen on your website and then decided to listen by downloading your episode in their favorite podcast app, and that would count as two downloads. One listener could equal more than one download. The stronger your content and the larger your back catalog, the more probability that one listener will binge listen. And then that one human, that one listener might go back and download all your past episodes. And then instead of just one download, you have like however many episodes you have downloads for that one person. 
And then to put it in further perspective, if you host with Libsyn, or even if you don't, if you just listen to the feed, which is the official Libsyn podcast, they release stats periodically that tell you overall industry-wide how your number of downloads relates to the rest of the industry. And this fluctuates a bit from month to month, but it's usually around the same. In general, if your episodes are getting more than 150 downloads after 30 days, your podcast is better than half the shows that are out there. And if they're getting more than 1,200, your podcast numbers are better than like 80% of the shows. And again, that fluctuates. That's kind of an old data point, but it was the first one that I could pull up in one of these conversations. So there's a lot of things that can affect downloads. And I guess a couple of things that I want you to consider is why. Why are you counting? Why are you measuring? Why does it matter to you? Is it a vanity metric? Does it have to do with your sponsorship rates? And Is there a better way for you to be measuring your results? Is there a better way for you to be measuring impact? So while I kind of don't really care that much about numbers, I do understand why they could be important and how it's easy to latch onto them because it's harder to measure impact. It's harder to measure the one person who listens to your show and has an amazing breakthrough. It's harder to measure how though I don't directly make any money off of the Creative Imposter podcast. That podcast has brought me into contact with clients who now pay me to edit their shows on an ongoing basis. So can I measure that income in a CPM model that has anything to do with downloads? No, not at all. If I only had one listener and that listener became my client and then paid me on a recurring basis to help them with something, I mean, like that one download would be super successful, right? Okay. Oh, and there's another thing. But you know what? This episode is getting way too long and I am not going to talk about this right now. So I'm going to have to save this for another episode. Stay tuned for part two, where we talk about new and noteworthy in iTunes. New and noteworthy. Have you gotten any of that podcasting advice? Usually from a dude in the podcasting space who's on a video and like waving his hands around in the air and yelling, you can totally get into new and noteworthy if you drop your show with five episodes right off the bat and you follow these five steps, which I will give you when you pay me a couple thousand dollars to take my podcast launch course. Oh yeah, guaranteed to be a new and noteworthy. Maximize your results. Get thousands of new listeners. Take your podcast all the way to the top. You know what I'm talking about. And I am here to tell you that advice is some BS. And I would say that differently if I was not trying to keep a clean rating on this show. Some BS. And I will tell you more about that in a future episode. For now, I ask you this. If there were no download numbers and stats, and new and noteworthy for that matter, how would you measure the success of your podcast? How would you determine your own value? Because in my world, that's the only real thing that counts. Are you ready to spend some time and energy focusing on what you can control, which is not downloads? Are you interested in crafting a high quality podcast that means something to you and your listeners? Come visit podcastenvy.com where you can get the resources I recommend to you. You know, those podcast angels I love to mention and where you can drop your email in exchange for a handy dandy checklist of everything that you need to have ready to go to be ready to launch your show for a limited time only. So do not delay to get on that list. Also, though we know it's not about the numbers, the ratings, or the reviews, that's 
a whole other topic, those things still feel really nice on the old ego. And they help me know what is useful to you so I can continue to do better and give you more and more and more and more of the value you want. If you're listening in the Apple Podcasts app, it's super easy to scroll on down and click a star rating and add a short little review to let me know what you love about Podcast Envy. And if you have other podcasters and or aspiring podcasters in your life who need to hear this, please share this episode. Podcast Envy is produced by your podcast boss, Andrea Klunder. That's me. The Podcast Envy theme music is by Valentin Sosnitsky, courtesy of the Free Sound Project at freesound.org. And our podcast angel music is by Benjamin Masterpolito, also on freesound.org as Lemon Cream. All music is licensed under the Creative Commons. Our episodes are mixed by Edwin Ruiz. And hey, if you want your show to sound as good as ours, hire us. Put the magic audio mojo of the Creative Imposter Studios to work for you. Thanks so much for listening, and here's to making your podcast the envy of everyone else.